Hi, this is Walford Kaufman. Another teaching time as we look at the book of Acts. Look at your Bibles there, Acts 28, and we're going to be looking at verses 7 through 10. And so what we've had is Paul was chosen to go to Rome. He wants to appear before the emperor and to be able to share the gospel message with him. And then uh, on this trip there, there's been... Uh, troubled at the seas and uh, the shipwreck and then they they made it safely to an island only for Paul to be uh, latched on by a snake and uh, he shook it off and was used that as a testimony to share with others and that kind of catches us up where we are today so I hope you have your Bibles ready as we look at Acts 28 and we start in verse 7 uh, let's pray before we do that father even before we read that first word this, this day, let us realize you still have something to say to us. This is not history. This is not something that happened back then. This is a message for us in this particular time of our lives. Let us learn from you. Let us listen to you. And Lord, let us then be obedient and go and do what you call us to do. Thank you for each one that is, that is watching this and listening to this. Lord, bless them. And Lord, let us just do what you tell us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, now let's look there in Acts uh, 28, verse 7. And there was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official at the island. He welcomed us to his home and for three days entertained us hospitality. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Yes, he was in pretty bad shape, wasn't he? Think about that. And so there he was sick, but Paul went in to see him. And after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. They honored us in so many ways, and when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. And so there we find this new man that's in the life of this, this missionary worker named Paul. We've already seen on this trip of his, two important men that stepped in was there for him. But here's this man, Publius, most likely was the chief Roman representative, maybe not for the whole island, but at least for that part of the island. He was the man that you want to go to with all the Roman connections there. But isn't it kind of strange, uh, as the NIV says here, it was not just a big house, it was an estate. Uh, must have been a large piece of property. And so there go there, but uh, he welcomed them in. It must have been some kind of place because he entertained them. That's what, uh, I'm not talking about putting a TV on and, and that was it. Uh, he entertained them. That meant he took care of uh, where they needed to sleep. He needed to take care of their food. I mean, uh, for the, probably to uh, refreshing themselves, bathe, and all this going on. And uh, for you that's just catching this, there were 276 people on that ship. Now, it doesn't really tell us here that they, those stayed over there and then this was just Paul and a few. It sounds like it's the whole group of people that this man is taking care of. He must have had a big heart. He must have cared about people. 276 he took care of. These were, these were sailors. These were passengers on the ship that had shipwrecked. This was the prisoners that were being carried on that. That was the military that took care of the prisoners. All this going on. 
He took care of them and he fed them. But it's kind of strange as he got there. Uh, he welcomed them and he entertained them. But then his father was sick in bed. Most likely what he probably said, what well, my father would love to come down and meet you. He would love to be in this setting, but he is sick. And maybe after a few questions, Paul learned that this man was very sick. Uh, he probably could have seen it in Publius's face. You know, here was a man caring for them, but he was also concerned about his father. You know, that we have a tendency to do that. We do our work. We carry out all the things that we're responsible for. But, you know, if somebody that's close to us is sick, we show it. And so look around and see people that are struggling. Look in their faces and see how you can help them. And so this man, let it be known, my father's ill. And to think about it, to have the fever and dysentery. That's terrible today, but can you imagine in that day and time, in that setting, this could have been right there at, at, at his point of death. That's that serious. That is his point of death. And so here are some key steps that you see in this scripture. One is that you see Paul wanted to go see him. Instead of saying, oh, I'm going to stay away. He's got, he's got a fever. He's got dysentery. You know, that's, that, I don't want to go around him. Instead, he said, I want to go see him. I don't, I don't think this man pulled him up there and said, this is my dad. I think Paul said, I want to go see your dad. And that meant he cared for him. And so there he was uh, caring for him. But the second step we see here, after the visit, he had prayer with him. He had prayer. It's good to fellowship. It's good to reach out to folks. But folks, whenever you go to a hospital visit or somebody's home, have prayer. That is where the power is, is in prayer. And Paul shows this. He goes to see him. But he has prayer. And the third thing you see here that uh, he went in to see him and after prayer placed his hands on him and healed him. And healed him. So we see how important that is. But we're reminded of this. Paul did not heal this man's father. Paul did not heal him. It was God through Paul that healed this man. And folks, we have that same power to us. Think about it. When we open ourselves up, God, work through me. Empty ourselves of what we want, our desires, and let, and let God work in us. And so that was happening there. And now, I'll go ahead and say it right up front. I believe in miracles. I have seen miracles. How how God can work, I mean, instantly almost, a complete healing, things that you never thought would could happen. But I've seen folks that have gone through struggles of time, surgeries, and God still healed them. It was a miracle in all this. But see, um, what we see here more than anything else, and I'm just going to say, look at this. As you see this going on, I see this as a first step of being a medical missionary. Paul made himself uh, a medical missionary. No, he didn't make himself. God called him to use his gifts, his abilities to reach out to that man. Why would I say something like this? 
I mean, yes, God is in the miracle business. He still uses people to do uh, miracles. But why did I say that? Well, first and all, realize this. God gets the glory. God gets the glory. Whether it's that miracle touch or that healing touch, if somebody ministers to somebody. So Paul would quickly say that and remind us, God gets the glory no matter what in this. But what, what's this work of a... a a miracle in this situation. Well, the reason why I say that is if uh, Paul went to see him and he had prayer, and I, I can see Paul being this type of person, probably laid his hand on him. If it was a miracle touch, would he not have been healed right then? I, I, I kind of believe that. That this would have been almost uh, at the same time. At the same time, as Paul was praying, the man had been healed. But we see that he went to visit, he prayed, and then he placed his hands on him and healed him. Uh, and so we think about this. Uh, he had been cured right then. But the, see what happened with that? The rest of the sick came. The rest of the sick on that, on that island, they came and they were cured. Now, as you go and look at the Greek, and I'm not a Greek scholar, but that word that was used that says that, uh, that they were cured, that uh, in the original Greek language, the word means receiving medical attention. Receiving medical attention. I think of a, a miracle instantly. I think medical attention maybe prescribing whatever could have been used at that time or doing this and changing this and, and all this going on. But Paul was used by God to heal those people. Um, one writer shared an interesting view of this. If Paul had the gift of healing, if Paul had the gift of healing, would he not have healed himself? <laughs> I, I know, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm putting that on somebody else, but I did read that. A scholar who said, if God had placed upon Paul that, that gift of healing, and he had this gift of healing, would he not have healed himself? Because you remember Paul spoke many times about that thorn in the flesh. Most of us feel like that was some kind of physical ailment that he had. And so he would have been healed uh, you know, himself. That's one way to look at it. But... God does some strange things. It could have been he had that gift of healing and healed, or God sometimes does things like Beethoven. Think of Beethoven. Beethoven gave us the gift of music. I mean, that has been around for centuries. Some of the most beautiful music that could ever be came from Beethoven. But guess what? Beethoven was deaf. He could not hear. But he wrote music. He wrote music. So is there a chance that Paul had that gift of healing, of miracles, and didn't, he was not healed himself? Yes, that could have happened. But more likely what he did was he used his experience. He used his knowledge. He used the power of God because he believed in prayer. Also, he used the wisdom of God, listening to God. And so there he was, uh, used by God. So remember in this scripture, the things important. Paul gave. He gave. 
And then Paul's praying. That is so important in any miracle. And then Paul touching. The power of God touch lives. The wisdom of God, how to treat people, all this. And so you see all this going on. And during these days, we see uh, what we have going on today is the power of God working through medical missionaries. In that medical field, think about it. What we're experiencing now. Think of those, they call them the front line. Those warriors out there. Think about nurses and doctors. Are they in the miracle business? Uh, think about the lab technicians. Huh? Think about those that work in the pharmacy. What about those in rehab and, and therapy and all that's going on there? Uh, th think about first responders. Think about even those in EMS, uh, those that even transport people back and forth. Do they have the miracle uh, gift? I believe they do. Many of them do. Some of them have it and haven't recognized it yet. But God uses them in a very special way. Praise God for being able to use people like this who made themselves available to touch lives. Oh, I got mad today. News again was talking about this pandemic and all this going on and all these future projections and how much worse and this and this. And I kept thinking, they don't know our God. They don't know our God. They're looking at the worst and the numbers and all this kind of stuff that's going on. But we can look at an almighty God and look at His power and His strength and how He can lead people. There is a scientist out there. There is a medical person out there that's going to be used by God to come up with a, a vaccine. There is going to be people out there used by God Yes, I call it a miracle, or maybe the miracle that God has given them education, gave them training, gave them wisdom. They're going to come up with a, a cure for all this. Yes, God's still in the, midst, uh, in the miracle business today. When we see something here in this scripture, a, a key word, let me find that word. It's the end of verse 9. And so uh, the sick on the island came and were, and the last word is cured cured. If God has cured you, won't you think about it? It might have been something that happened today. It might have been something that happened this week or this month or this year or in your lifetime. Has God got the praise? Have you? I mean, thank the doctors. Thank the nurses. I mean, give them thanks. But give the praise. Give the praise to the Heavenly Father. Give the praise to the Heavenly Father. Give thanks. And see, these folks, they were cured, and they were so thankful. Look what they did in verse 10. Remember, they honored us in many ways, and when we were ready to sell, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. I want you to think about it. Once this pandemic is over with, and we can have travel back and forth, we're going to need to have more missionaries out there in there's going to be men and women that feel a call of God upon their lives to go and serve in medical missions. Let's support them. Let's encourage them. Let's especially pray for them. But think about all these folks, men and women. I mean, and the Scripture says these folks, they were so thankful they got cured. They supplied it all their needs. 
That's what we need to do with our medical missionaries. They don't have to worry. They don't have to, well, you know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get that? Let's make sure we take care of all their needs. Because there's going to be people, I think Scripture tells us that they will always be with us. There's always going to be people in need. And now there's going to be more people in, in with medical needs that we can send out missionaries. But pray for those who may feel a calling to go into this. Paul, his calling was going there to see Caesar. This side little journey, God used him. I believe through a touch. I, th I believe through medical attention that he gave to others. But the main thing is he had a heart that cared. That's where it all starts. So I hope you've gotten something out of this lesson this uh, day that God can use all of us. Paul, he had a, a thorn in the flesh, some weakness, something, a problem, but he touched lives. Let's don't turn away from everybody. Let's don't run from everybody. Let's be, as I've heard about some of the folks on the front line, they're running right to the problems. We need to be running to the problems today, but let God work through us. Let's pray. Father, I just pray now for each person watching this, listening to this, that they will be encouraged. You are still in the miracle business. And Lord, you're still, you're still using us to touch lives. Lord, let us just turn everything over to you, confessing our sins and asking you to guide us. And Lord, thank you. Thank you for miracles. The greatest miracle of all, Lord, is still the love that you give us. And we praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.